everyone, and welcome to the Cutaways Podcast. I'm Justine. And I'm Daenerys Targaryen. Oh my god. First of her name. <laughs> I'm not going to do the whole spiel. Daenerys. <laughs> That's all you need to do. It's Game of Thrones Day, bitches. Nope, that was last week. This is like three weeks later. This is like four weeks. This is a month later. Yeah, you know, well, I have to date us a little bit. Yeah, I like to date us. Ow! <laughs> we sexy. Sorry. Especially today. Ooh! <laughs> Ashley is on the runway wearing her Game of Thrones sweatpants that have fishnet cutouts on the side so you can see all up her sexy thigh. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Rocket Daenerys. It's awesome. <laughs> Where are my dragons? <laughs> No, say it like RuPaul. Oh. Where, Where are my dragons? <laughs> so like Jonathan on Game of Thrones. <laughs> okay. Already tangent far, far away. We had to talk about Game of Thrones. Oh my God. And Ashley and I are recording in the same room together. I know. For which- the first time in like months. Like six months. I yeah. don't even know. I don't November. even know. Thanksgiving. We, we hang out in person. Don't worry. We're still friends, IRL. <laughs> we just live so far apart now. LA, you know. Who wants to go over the hill? I, you know, it's not the hill that's the problem. It's just like, oh, and we're not even going to get into it. <laughs> okay. On this podcast, we watch romantic comedies in chronological order. You know, sometimes people don't even realize that we're watching them in chronological order. They're like, hey, are you watching that new Netflix rom-com? And I'm like, yeah, I'll watch it personally, but I ain't podcasting about it. I'm sorry. I I lived with Noah Centineo's face mm-hmm. for so long. Mm-hmm. And as adorable as I find him, I don't want to watch 10,000 romantic comedies about him. They're not getting any better, I'll tell you that. He's a good person. Like, I don't mm-hmm. want to shit on him because he's a really good person. He gives amazing hugs. Mm-hmm. So just like he just needs to listen to himself and listen to his heart. Yeah. <gasps> okay. What are we going and checking out today? Uh, today we are watching 2003's Down With Love. I'm excited. The description off of IMDb is in 1962 New York City, Love blossoms between a Playboy journalist and a feminist advice author. I feel like this is going to be a ripoff of His Girl Friday. Mm, maybe. This movie stars Ewan McGregor, who we previously saw in Emma and A Life Less Than Ordinary. Life, life less. less Ordinary. I hate that title. Yeah, it's terrible. Renee Zellweger, who we previously saw in Jerry Maguire and Bridget Jones's Diary. We're not sorry. And David Hyde Pierce, who we saw in Sleepless in Seattle. We're bringing back like all these people. Oh, oh, OG. <laughs> Bring it all back now. Um, it was also directed by our favorite director, Peyton Reed. See? From Bring It On. See? We do love Peyton. Yeah. I follow Peyton on Twitter. See, I was like, oh, I don't know about this movie. Oh, directed by Peyton Reed. Let's watch it. <laughs> do it. <laughs> we, we will watch anything that he does. Mm hmm. Uh, it's also edited by his editor from Bring It On, Larry Bach. Mm-hmm. Uncredited additional editor, Eric C. Anderson, who was also an additional editor for Bring It On. It was, the assistant editor was Sam Vaney, who was previously the apprentice editor on Serendipity. And Lonnie A. Mathis, who was the post-production assistant who went uncredited. You know, mm-hmm. give the, P- the post-PAs, like... A round of applause, because when you have a good one, it's like the greatest thing in the world. Whoop, whoop. Shout out to 
uh, all of my awesome post PAs because I've only really had two and they were both amazing. This movie is an hour and 41 minutes long. It's rated PG-13 for sexual humor and dialogue. It has a 6.3 out of 10 IMDb rating and a 52 Metascore. I feel like people think this movie is dumb. It's probably quirky. So I, 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 that's Peyton Reed's brand. Yeah, I'm, though. I'm giving it good odds. Yeah, I am too. Like the scores are pretty average, pretty mm-hmm. decent. Like it's not like we're watching Gigli again. Ugh, so let's, <laughs> let's never watch it again. <laughs> let's never watch it. Although you said you would put it on at a party. Yeah, but it's so sorry. I've been talking to people, being like, I watched Gigli, and they're just like, Oh yeah, I watched that. Like. I rented that as a joke when it came out, you know, so many people watched it and just being like, what? And I'm like, yes, it's bad. Yes. But we love Peyton. Yeah. I'm very excited now. Sweet. Now that I know it's a Peyton Reed movie. Yeah. <laughs> you want to go watch it? Yeah. I'm going to get some water because I'm a little hungover. Okay. Okay. Yeah. I know. This is different for us. We haven't watched a movie together in so long. <laughs> it's like normally we just get to the chase i'm like do we hold hands now (laughs) we have a puppy to cuddle yay he's very itchy right now because of all the crap in the air yeah yeah sorry la has winds yeah and we had fires yeah and so you know we're dying yeah dying from sneezies okay (laughs) (laughs) down with love this is like the most unexpected beautiful homage (laughs) to 60s rom-coms yeah i'm like i wasn't prepared suck it la la land yeah (laughs) (laughs) oh yeah like majorly suck it la la land i feel so happy that like we're doing what we're doing like we're exploring the genre because like if we hadn't watched like the 50s and 60s rom-coms all of those would have, the, like, yeah. the references would have fallen yeah. way on deaf ears. Oh my God. Yeah. Now I'm kind of wondering, like, how does anybody else watch this movie? You have to be like a mega fan. I mean, it's still a good movie, but like it really encapsulates those movies. And I, and I was reading a review on Wikipedia about how it takes those themes and tropes and applies it to like the, you know, gender ideas of today. Mm hmm. And I'm like, wow, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) It starts off and it is kind of like that formula of Mm -hmm. the man has to trick the woman to falling in love with her because, you know, she's this conservative, uptight, Mm -hmm. like, person. Except for she's not. Yeah. It puts that on its head. But it also puts, like, his role on its head because then... You get to to that scene, which is all her monologue, which I love that they did it all in one take. Like, mm-hmm. it was just on her. Took them six takes. But it's just on her. And mm-hmm. then there's no... Re- like, normally, like, in today, you would cut back and forth, like, during this big monologue mm-hmm. to maybe tighten it up or to hide things. Yeah. But to to also you want to add in the other to put the the other character on equal footing but it's like no that was her moment Mm -hmm. and so you don't cut you you don't you preserve that that take and you don't need to see his reaction because 
when you do see it at the end, it's, it's a much bigger payoff. Yeah, it's so it's like and it's funny. It's yeah. actually funny. It's not like, oh yeah, like we're rooting for him. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, we as an audience are with him. Like she's being No, it just really gets mean. more and more ridiculous. Yeah. <laughs> You're like, what is happening? But it's like ridiculous in a smart way. Yeah. It's not it, like it knows that it is this. Mm-hmm. It, it, oh, self-aware. Yeah, it's super self-aware. Like there's even parts where they break the fourth wall. Mm-hmm. Like those little nuggets are just. I don't. I don't know if people would get that without the context of the Doris Day movies from yeah. the sixties. Like how many times did you see me just like throw my hands up <laughs> in joy? <laughs> Just like that's how I experienced. I don't the movie. know. I was like living the movie. Like my my yeah. entire face was just like a like, smile the entire yeah like that. It's <laughs> just open like, like ah! scream face emoji. Yeah, entire time. Yes, exactly. Wow. Which what? I mean, we should we should have expected. I think a little bit more. At least I should have expected yeah. a little bit more because I I really genuinely do love Peyton Reed's yeah. humor and his like self awareness in certain things like Ant Man and the Wasp was so good mm-hmm. if you haven't seen if you haven't seen ant-man and the watts like peyton reed uh directed didn't he do the first one too yep um he directed the ant-man series so he's actually part of the disney universe now which you know means he'll get more work he just he brings like his female characters never feel like the typical female characters which is you know kind of rare for a white male director mm-hmm. unfortunately so i think that that not only pushes that anyone can tell anybody else's type of story mm-hmm. but it also shows that he takes the representation he listens i think yeah. like that that's the important part that he seems to listen yeah to not only the men that are surrounding him but he also tries to be uh open and honest about what the female's perspective is of it yeah even bring it on yeah i just feel like peyton reed is a, just like a huge fan like yeah. you can tell he's just a huge fan of these doris day rock hudson movies and he's a huge fan of competitive cheerleading yeah. he just takes <laughs> them all like super seriously and you know he, he's like you can tell that he's super proud of what he does because like look at his twitter profile it's not just like i directed ant-man and lost he's he has this on his twitter profile. he's like <laughs> bring it on down with love like <laughs> fucking watch my movies they're awesome this was just a nice little like palate cleanser before game of thrones comes in and it's all like rape and pillaging and murder (laughs) i thought this movie did bad it did it seemed like it did like that's why i was like oh we're gonna go into it probably enjoy it but who knows because like the reviews are mixed very mediocre yeah well and some people like didn't like the campiness of it. But some people loved it. Yeah. There is, and I think that there is something to, to that because Glee kind of had the same reaction. Mm-hmm. And and the first season of Glee I thought was amazing yeah. because it took its it didn't take itself super seriously, but it was super self-aware mm-hmm. of like, yeah, we're a musical show about a glee club in a high school mm-hmm. and we're going to take we're going to have these teenagers who are having teenager feelings and being super serious about this Mm -hmm. but also like this is ridiculous yeah so i think that there are people who really love that but then also really hate that that is something that does split no i definitely feel like if this is your kind of thing you will love it yeah yeah like this was made for you this is like love letter for you (laughs) yeah 
I think I've just loved almost every movie that I've seen that Peyton Reed has done. Mm -hmm. And that's his brand of humor. Because even Ant-Man is super self-aware. Like, yeah, I'm a man who shrinks down to the size of an ant. But you cast Paul Rudd. Yeah. (laughs) And you make it, like, almost the best, like, comedic marvel movie at least at that point in time until ragnarok came out Mm -hmm. but that that gave them the idea of oh yeah we if we're super serious with these comic book movies that doesn't differentiate us enough away from like all the other comic book movies and then people end up having this comic book movie fatigue yeah so you have to throw in those the guardians of the galaxies the the ant-man and the wasp you have to and thor ragnarok yeah and like they came up with this idea of it could be a comedy. It could be a comedy. Mm-hmm. And because of the ridiculousness of it all. Mm-hmm. But then you also still have the seriousness of it. Mm-hmm. The other side of it. Yeah. So you kind of carpet bomb everything. Yeah. Which, you know, means lots of money for Disney. <laughs> <laughs> but that's like, that's, it's smart. Mm-hmm. Man, this movie. Super presently surprised. Like, I can't what? say that enough. Yeah. I'm like, what do we do? How do we have a good podcast because- now? <laughs> I mean, some of the reviews that I saw actually, like, didn't like the casting choice. And while I kind of agree that Ewan McGregor and Renee Zellweger don't necessarily have, like, this chemistry that we are used to, you know, like, that hot and heavy, like, Mm -hmm. oh, yeah, it was just jumping off the screen, like, Mm -hmm. sex. Yeah. It's a whole, it's another facet of that. It's, like, he brings the sex Mm -hmm. and she brings this like empowered sense of self but also renee zellweger is amazing as a dumb blonde yeah like i really liked her in this yeah like i didn't like her so it much reminded in, like, Bridget me Jones. so much of chicago where i love chicago yeah. i love renee in chicago yeah she should be known for this dumb blonde over bridget Jones. like we could have a sequel of this yeah oh. <laughs> and we could do it now and it would still Mm-hmm. It would still resonate, I think, because mm-hmm. I mean, Ewan McGregor has has aged. Oh, fuck well. me! Sorry, <laughs> <laughs> that man. Mm. Ah, mm. but I know we we've known that Ewan McGregor has this like still having a moment. Mm. <laughs> okay, sorry. Go ahead. <laughs> we've known that Ewan McGregor has this like suave side to him, but he also it wasn't just suave. It was like. Like pretending to be cocky, kind of like, mm-hmm. but he also had a very nice innocence to him, like towards the middle, like where he started to actually have feelings. Yeah, I feel like since he's playing, you know, the rake yeah. character, but you never really disliked him because he was he was never a jerk to the women. No, and I think like he was always upfront and honest with like, yeah, let's fucking sleep around. It's awesome. Let's have fun. When I liked that they played with the idea of people Mm -hmm. versus who the people really are Mm. like especially in the beginning where the the new his new secretary like is listening in (sighs) and they're talking about socks they're talking about the length of socks. it's the double entendre Mm -hmm. and so she assumes that he's talking like locker room talk and then talking about his penis yeah and that makes her faint but she's getting the sense of like oh yeah he's just like a typical man he's having the locker room talk Mm -hmm. those kinds of conversations which yes those conversations do happen and they are prevalent and nasty and gross and we need to stop that (sighs) but this is like taking that idea 
and being like, oh, no, but there is another way to be a man. Yeah. Like, this movie has, like, so much better, like, way of talking about toxic masculinity without outwardly talking about masculinity in such a very nice way. Mm -hmm. Like, it's definitely a movie where I would say this is talking about a lot of different themes and a lot of different ideas, but it is so much show, don't tell, and Mm -hmm. show how ridiculous these mentalities and these ideas are Mm -hmm. that it's comical. It is comical how ridiculous it is, but yet these things happen. Yeah, it's like you said, it's taking those classic tropes that we're all used to and bringing them into the modern sense with the the dialogue and like the double entendre and the subtext because it's like they're saying one thing but we know like what they're saying yeah Yeah. (laughs) so you just have a lot of fun with it yeah would you call this movie a feminist movie yes yes i would too (laughs) (laughs) but even the it's it's always the idea about what it is to be a woman and what it is to be a man Mm -hmm. but it's like they come to this understanding that it doesn't matter who is the woman and who is the man because we can each we each bring things to the table that the other needs. Yeah. I like that I didn't know how it was going to end. It could have went so many different ways. I was afraid that the ending was going to ruin the movie. Yeah. No, yeah. that's <laughs> I was like this is why people don't like it. Yeah. It's going to come. It's going to come and just be like what the fuck. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> No, there was definitely that sense of dread. Uh, like, yeah, it's going so well so far. Yeah, yeah. The shoe is going to drop. Yeah, at some it's going to hurt me. Like, yeah. <laughs> why is this movie rated so averagely? Because an a, a ending can ruin a movie. An ending can also make a bad movie better mm-hmm. in terms of like. Yeah, yeah. They did a study on this Oscar movie that everyone's been talking about, but that's just my opinion. <laughs> Uh, (laughs) yeah i think it's all about like creating like a sentence in your head Mm -hmm. and then like that last like word totally changes like the whole meaning yes and you can end it with a period a question mark Mm -hmm. or or whatever like exclamation point point. yeah that's this movie yeah (laughs) so like it's definitely like how you you put that finality on it Mm -hmm. we we register patterns and if the pattern does not Mm -hmm resolve in a way yep. that cognitively we understand yeah that elicits more of an emotional yes response because it, it creates confusion yeah you know, yeah and that's definitely how something i look at movies as an editor is that following the pattern and the pattern that they set up and expectations and that satisfaction you're going to get at the end that's why like some people aren't quite sure when they leave movies and like what I well and I think that that's why movies can become these very intense like subjective we have these passionate opinions about certain things because certain patterns resonate differently for different people Mm -hmm. so like where where we saw like the goat the the Ghostbusters reboot and we saw this pattern that was kind of making commentary on the movies of of the ghostbuster days but also paying homage to it Mm -hmm. and then homage to all those little girls that like these monster movies and Mm -hmm. and and all that stuff so there's a lot of different like subtext that nobody may have intentionally put there yeah but that you as the viewer read into it yeah i think that that happens with everything i think that that's why oh yeah star wars became this huge internet like pissing contest fest (laughs) 
where we have to make we have to make a fan movie because we can't stand for this. The this is not canon. This cannot happen in the movie that I have made in my head. Mm. And why well, I get so frustrated with you know certain Harry Potter movies because well we we've created these environments mm-hmm. for ourselves and because we are we are human we naturally see the things that help us feel more secure and safe in our own lives yeah don't rock our boats yeah (laughs) so it can it can be hard it can Mm -hmm. be hard to make a movie that everyone is going to like you shouldn't make a movie that everybody yeah you should you should make something that's going that you Mm -hmm. as person or as your inner child or as somebody within you are going to like right yeah i think that's what's happened here Awesome. Very pleasantly surprised. Oh, my God. After coming off of Geely, <laughs> I was so afraid, man. I was so afraid. <sighs> okay. Um, Peyton Reed, hire me. I'll work for you. Yes. For free. <laughs> Let's talk about this uh, movie. Break it down. Oh, my God. We get the first cute credits. It opens up old school Fox style uh, with the CinemaScope uh, logo. Yeah. Definitely those old cutaways feels coming yeah. back. <laughs> it was like popping in a Cary Grant movie. Yes. I'm, like, not like. <laughs> and it's New York, Manhattan, 1962. And uh, we meet Barbara, Barbara Novak, which is Renee Zellweger. She comes out very Mary Tyler Moore with her hat. Yeah. And I'm like, oh my God, if she throws the hat. Very Breakfast at Tiffany. Yeah. Very Barbara Streisand. Well, and it was. I couldn't find if it was actually shot on old film stock because it had that really like... I know they special color timed it with the three color process. Yeah. It's definitely a look from the 60s. Like mm-hmm. it looks like a 60s movie. It does yeah. not look like a 2003 movie. No, which yeah. Which was gorgeous. Yeah, and they created so many sets and all the costuming was made for that person yeah. A lot of money went into this. Well, a lot of money and a lot of love. Yeah, because this wasn't this wasn't a studio backed movie, was it? It um, premiered at Tribeca, and right. I think Fox, Fox bought, bought it. it. Sounds sounds right. If it well, premiered I, at I Tribeca, couldn't, yeah, I couldn't. Some of this was just like, oh yeah, we don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Who knows? Get Peyton Reed on the phone. Yeah, Peyton, call us. Give us a call. Come on the podcast. Come on, podcast. big fans. Lots of money went into it. Mm-hmm. Do you want to know the budget? Tell me. $35 million. That's a that's How a hefty fee for this yeah. this time. And it only made $4 million <gasps> back. Shut up. Yeah. It only had a $39.5 million box. Well, okay. They paired it against The Matrix. Not The Matrix. The Matrix Reload. Or was it Reloaded or Revolutions? One of The Matrix. Which one came out? Don't, didn't they both come out in, two, in the same year? I feel like they did. Who knows? But whatever. I know. Matrix Reloaded. I I also I I saw the Matrix sequels in the theater. I was big into the Matrix more than I would have been into this. Yeah, I, I don't think I wouldn't have gotten this. The Matrix Reloaded made seven hundred and forty-two million dollars. There's no way that this movie would have competed <sighs> with that 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 weekend. Like this was this was a Valentine's Day movie. Mm-hmm. Like especially if you want to like. Wait, when did it come out? May fifteenth. May. Yeah. This is not a summer movie. No. It's either February or August. Yeah, it could do well in August. I think like maybe like late summer or I don't want to put it in November. It's like right right, that that midline. It could be September. Yeah. 
Like yeah, it could right, be September. Right when the seasons are starting to change. Yeah. I would have said November, but definitely not November now. Yeah. But maybe November in 2013. 2003? 2003. 2003. Holy shit. <laughs> 2003 is the year that we are currently in. I would have seen this movie on Valentine's Like, this would have subver- subverted more gender norms of Valentine's Day. Yeah. May is when you go see those first uh, Spider-Man the movies. movies. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> the movies that you go see because you have air conditioning in the movie yeah. theater. Yeah. Damn, son. This is a dumb move. Okay. So, Barbara is fresh in New York City to meet her editor, Vicky, played by the lovely Sarah Paulson. Who's in everything now. Mm-hmm. And her book is called Down With Love. And they are going to go present it at this publishing house in front of this panel of all men. <laughs> With very similar names. RJ, CJ, JR. CB, <laughs> TB. So pretty much her book, it's a feminist book about how women need to forego love to become equal in the workplace. They need to love and live life the way that men do, having sex a la carte, separating it from love. And then that way they shall succeed in getting into the workplace. What do you think of that idea? Um, I, you know, I think it is as the movie presents, it has faults. Yeah. Mostly as a feminist, I just want normal size pockets. <laughs> I agree that... <laughs> Uh, I agree with that. <laughs> I also agree that women can have sex like men have sex, if that's yeah. how we're calling it. But we don't say that these days anymore. Because No, because it's not like, it's just how people. Yeah. It's just like, do it when you want to do it. Yeah. And don't do it if you don't want to do it. Totally. And that's why people have the apps and stuff, you know? Yeah, the, you the do hookups. you. Yeah. You go on the grinder, you <laughs> go on... <laughs> You get on the Tinder. Thanks, Jewish grandma. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, (laughs) there's a lot of these winks in this movie where where they're like, oh, my God, they're talking about something else. Where she talks about how females can have self-pleasure and love themselves through chocolate. Eating chocolate gives you the same (laughs) feelings as it would be to That's fall what in I'm love. I'm going to call masturbation from now on. Yeah, they were alluding to <laughs> masturbation, but baby, we were eating chocolate, <laughs> which is so funny because this weekend when I was texting Ashley that I forgot to get bananas at the store, but I was like, but I got chocolate. <laughs> I got it. I'm all good. <laughs> She's like, you go, oh, go. I missed that reference earlier. <laughs> I was reading the Wikipedia and now I get it. <laughs> yep. Oh, chocolate. Chocolate. Okay, so then we meet Ewan McGregor's characters, who his name is Catcher Block? Brock? Okay. Block? I can't remember. I love his name yes. because it's not a real name. Yeah. Which is very 60s of it. Mm-hmm. But also, it's a pun. Yeah. Because he's a catch. Catcher Block. Yes. He's a catch. You call <laughs> His nickname's Catch. Well, and I, okay. It's also funny because he's, okay, he's the traditional, like, stereotypical woman in this in the rom-com didn't you get that feeling like he was almost ditzy in a way Mm, i don't know if i got that i think for me he was just like the carefree i ain't got no problems yeah i got that but like there was something else like he's like putting on a show because he's like oh yeah i don't want love but really i do well yes so like, that's everybody in but rom-coms. like that's that's in at least from 
the movies that we're watching right now, it's normally that's the woman. Oh, right. And yes. so the that's, woman it's has Sandra to be, Bullock. Yeah, yeah. It's Sandra Bullock. <laughs> <laughs> So, like, I'm saying, yeah. like, I liked that that was also, like, a little wink. Just a bit. It mm-hmm. wasn't, like, a major plot point. Definitely the winks were much what we've already talked about. Sexually suggested. Yeah. But, like, there was just this slut- subtle wink of him being kind of the... St- especially with his name, in a way, too. Like, he had this punny mm-hmm. kind of name that is ridiculous and kind of made up. Yeah. There's also just that idea of it's the typical thing that a woman would say about a man Mm -hmm. because, oh, yeah, he's a catch, honey. Mm. I mean, Mm -hmm. he is. Mm -hmm. Ewan McGregor is catch. He's fucking hot. (laughs) (laughs) We have not expressed that enough. Oh, my God. This is like this was was this pre Moulin Rouge? No, this this is after. Right or after. Yeah. Uh, Moulin Rouge was 2001. Okay. And that's why they wanted to do the dance at the end. He's like, hello, I was in Moulin Rouge. Renee was in Chicago. Let's fucking sing. Yeah. <laughs> I'm paraphrasing what Ewan McGregor said. It's probably what he said. Yeah. <laughs> but with a Scottish accent. Yeah. I'm not going to do it. We mm. can have Sam come do it. Mm. Sorry. Sorry. It's just, just every five minutes on this, I'm going to be like, mm, Ewan McGregor. Oh, he's so pretty. And his eyes. Oh, my God. And his eyes in the three-color treatment. Oh, fuck. Yeah, they were popping like crazy. Yeah. There's problems with the three-color treatment. Like, let's be honest. It's it's based in racism. Yes. 100%. So, okay, when we first meet him, he's literally dropping from the sky in a helicopter surrounded by these, like, Copacabana gals. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Because he's just coming back from a mission. (laughs) As a journalist for the men's magazine, oh, he, he has works a beard for it right now. Shut your face. <laughs> He's aged so well. Mm. Sorry, I just had to. I had to because we were talking about his eyes, and just was like, I want to know the difference. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so he works for this uh, men's magazine called No K N O W No, uh, which which led to some very fun tongue twisters. Yeah. <laughs> Which I really want to see the dailies of. Oh, my God. Everything they said with the straight face was <laughs> amazing. Brilliant acting. Brilliant. 100%. Oscars for all. Mm-hmm. And so his boss is played by David Hyde Pierce. His name is... Peter. 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 He's playing the assistant type, like the... The, 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 the screwball anxiety. Yeah. yeah, the anxious man. Yes. <laughs> of course get David Hyde Pierce to play the anxious yeah, exactly. man. <laughs> yes. One hundred percent. Perfect casting. Also, he had really awesome vests. Mm. So like when we meet him, David High Pierce is like, you're fired. You're fired for gallivanting about when you were supposed to be doing this story. And then. Catcher. You, yeah. Catcher. I want to be like you and catcher, whatever. <laughs> Man. Catcher's like, uh-uh-uh, there are Nazis in NASA. So I was catching. Catching Nazis. Yep. Catching Nazis. <laughs> He's like, well, Nazis are bad. Yeah. Like that was my favorite line. <laughs> Of the beginning. It's just, Nazis are bad. (laughs) The way that he said it was so good. Mm -hmm. And then we overhear the the sock comparison from the the secretary. Secretary. Which, uh, yeah, she faints. And then he says, like, gosh, you've been going through all these secretaries. Gosh. Stop being hot. They just keep dropping like flies. Like, women cannot be in the workforce. They do not have the fortitude for it. Yeah, supposedly. That's mm-hmm. why they can't be president either. 
We are still fighting these gender <laughs> norms to this day. And then we cut to um, Sarah McLaughlin in the arms. It's going to be a two hour podcast. Sorry, I'm trying really hard, but I really liked this movie. Then we cut to Barbara and Vicky and they're just like, men, men are terrible. They only want me to fail because, of course, her book was like got denied by these dudes. And they made Vicky make coffee. Yeah. Oh. (laughs) (laughs) But it was so funny (laughs) because it was just kind of like, yeah, this happens. And yeah. Oh, and it's the old coffee maker. So it's like really actually kind of difficult to do. And she was almost burning herself. It's like, Mm -hmm. she's a trooper. Give her a award. Yeah. Oh, wait. She's got several now. Mm -hmm. So uh, Vicky has the idea to get her, her book out by herself by getting this cover story with no by doing you know an interview with catch (laughs) i don't even know the words i'm saying so oh my god but then we get like barbara's new apartment and it's basically the apartment from uh three girls in a fountain and uh like um how to gentlemen prefer prefer blondes oh and then um how to marry a millionaire yep (laughs) Those apartments, which we're always like, what? In New York. Yep. Same. Th- I love that. I yeah. Love it. And she's just like, how adorable. Yeah. <laughs> so like, quaint. Yes. <laughs> they were making a movie. Yeah. <laughs> They're making a movie. Like That's a wh- real movie. A real movie. <laughs> Beautiful, adorable, awesome, blessed movie. <laughs> so Catcher calls her for a lunch meeting and... Then we, oh my God, fucking, I just wrote down this, this is how to enter a room. Because so just the way Barbara and Vicky enter the rooms with their outfits and just like take off. They do the, oh God, I can't even. The the back turn and then they do the, the shoulder. Yeah, like, it's like how models when they walk to the end of the runway and take mm-hmm. off the, the coats, exactly how they entered the room. Like da, 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 spin. And here, my coat's over my shoulder, hand to the guy. Also, their, their coats in the second one for mm-hmm. the dinner look like vaginas. Yep. And <laughs> they just drop to the floor to reveal their lovely, gorgeous dresses. Oh my God, that's that's why I'm like, that's how you and I enter a room. Okay, One, from oh, now on. Yes, from now on. Got to get a vagina coat. <laughs> yes, <laughs> it's like the the pink pants. Oh, but yeah. a coat. Yeah. <laughs> so catcher keeps like putting her off to like make out with these flight attendants. Different one for breakfast, lunch, and dinner, and this upsets Barbara. So that she phones him up and says that she'll never meet with him in a hundred years, which was his plan all along because he didn't want to do this fucking expose on yeah. her because it's a fu- she's a fucking well, woman. Now he's not wanted. Yeah. So what is the typical man going to do? Go after the woman who said no. Well, first she's got to get super famous. True. He but- still was like pissy about it. Yeah. The ladies hatch a plot to get her book on the Ed Sullivan show with Judy Garland singing Down With Love, and it works. The book is flying off the shelves. Even in Soviet Russia, <laughs> where they buy it in bread. In bread. <laughs> and she's actually starting a legit feminist revolution. Yeah. Where the women are just, you see it, like all the women have it, and the, the men try to like have sex with them. Like they're married couples. Yeah. And smack him in the face. No. <laughs> no. None for you. No, we do it when I want to do it. I want a job. Give me a job. 
Ah! <laughs> Take matters into your own hands. Mm-hmm. So yeah, now Catch wants to do the cover story because she's famous. Because she's all famous. And also, slowly and then continuously, it starts influencing the women that he tries to hang out with. So none of the women want to date him. Yeah, so then, like, I think it all comes to a head where, like, Catcher is, like, changing his shirt for, like, the 50 millionth time. And breaks the buttons. (laughs) (laughs) And Barbara's on TV and getting interviewed being like, who are these types of men who are the worst types of men? She's like, I won't name names, Catcher Block. (laughs) They're men who change women like they change their shirt. Mm -hmm. And then he's just like, oh, takes off his shirt again (laughs) (laughs) i need to take off my shirt again (laughs) and we're all like okay yeah get it (laughs) female gaze Mm -hmm. it's nice Mm -hmm. thanks ewan Mm -hmm. you're the purveyor Mm -hmm. of it Mm -hmm. so now he comes up with his dastardy plan he's gonna write an expose on her and ruin her life because she's ruined his (laughs) Mm -hmm. and hijinks ensue but also we learn that Barbara's not getting any. No. Her being a down with love gal has caused the men to fear the feminists. Because they do. Yes. <laughs> but I'm married, so what do I owe? What do you know? My house looks like this, and yet I'm the one who works. Sam's the one who stays at home. He's a good uh, house husband. <laughs> Isn't he? Mm-hmm. He does cook for me. He's Aww. a much better cook than I am. Yeah. Yeah. I can bake, but that's about it. You're like the same as me. That's good. Yeah. That's why we are married. Yeah. Married. But we don't live together because otherwise we'd starve. Yeah. God, we would just order out all the time. Yeah. See, we would eat well, but we would have no money. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we'd have so many fucking cupcakes, though. That's we'd have the thing, too though. many cupcakes. Yeah. We'd have to, like, start selling cupcakes. Which, who has time for that? Yeah. Who has time? So, okay, so everybody's got their plans. Barbara can't get any. She's sad about that. So then Catcher sees uh, Barbara go into the dry cleaner. So he goes to the dry cleaner and he adopts this fake personality. Zip Martin. Yep. Zip Martin astronaut. (laughs) Major Zip Martin. Major Zip Martin. With this country boy accent and glasses. Mm. (laughs) It was like his uh, big fish accent. Ooh, yeah. He also pretends that he doesn't know her and doesn't know of her book, which she is very happy about because she can't get any because Because. people know of her and her book. So she's at this point being like, yes, I am DTF. Give me the D. (laughs) Give D. Yeah, because remember, she's taking sex a la carte, so she can, she's not getting any. She's not getting nailing. Where's the cart? cart? Yeah. Where'd the cart at? <laughs> Where'd that cart? Where'd that cart at? That's me. <laughs> <laughs> Motherfucker. <laughs> Where's the man's cart? Bring me a th- the men. Bring me the men. <laughs> Bring me my boys. Where are <laughs> my dicks? <laughs> You're like, where are my ding dongs. <laughs> <laughs> Calm down, Daenerys. <laughs> you got the Jon Snow. Jon Snow and that butt. Hey, okay. So, so she propositions him for sex, as you do. You know. Yeah. Just and a gentle conversation. Yeah. She was. Uh, she said, I would like to get to know you. Get to know you all the way. 
may I have your penis, sir? Please. <laughs> She's nice. <laughs> penis, please. Penis, please. Um, <laughs> penis, please. <laughs> it's going to be my update after thing. Not surprisingly, we talked about dick a lot on the show today. <laughs> on this Doris Day inspired movie. And nobody was surprised at all. And the world spun on. And he says, I couldn't do that. I only do that if I know you better. Yeah. So she's like, well, do you want to get to know? Get get, get to, to know, know me? me? Yeah. Maybe. We'll see. So they go to Broadway. Yes. So then they have dates. Many luxurious dates. All the shows. Mm-hmm. And all this time, you're thinking, is he falling? Is our young catch falling in love? Catching the feels? Oh! oh! <laughs> Peyton would be proud of that one. Bow, 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 bow. <laughs> we also have like our B plot with uh, Vicky and Peter. They want a bone, but Peter then... wants to marry Vicky. Yeah, and Vicky's like a, a down but, with love girl. Yeah, but she's not really right. But also, she Peter's influenced by Catch to be like, no, 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 no. If she's a down with love girl, just go fucking bang her. And Peter's like, but I want marriage. And Vicky's like, I don't want marriage. I want a career. So it's like a lot of miscommunication. Super cute. Yeah. Adorable. Mm -hmm. I know at some point they're like checking in with each other, Catch and um, Peter. And Peter's like, maybe you like spending time with her. And Catch is like, nah. Why would I do that? Nah. Also, Ketch, at this point, sends a private investigator to check on uh, Barbara's past. Gotta find out who broke her. Who broke her? Why is she a fucking feminist? <laughs> <laughs> what man hurt you? Because it's all about a man. Yep. <laughs> but we do find out. A man did break a her. A man did break her. <laughs> but not in the way that you think. Mm-hmm. We'll get to that, but yes. Yes. Although, she is the true inspiration of, like, a breakup, like, girl on what to do. You get up, you cut your hair, mm -hmm. you write a damn book, mm -hmm. and you fuck with him. Yep. <laughs> Revenge, motherfuckers. Anyway. <laughs> my true inspiration hero. Yeah, so the phone montage. Oh, my God. Yes, give me that. Where... <laughs> Ewan McGregor is in a towel mm -hmm. on the phone with her. And it's a it's a classic 60s phone mon like phone split, split screen. screen. They're just giving each other, like one upping each other on all these different double entendres, but they also utilize this the split screen mm -hmm. to make it look like they were having sex. Yes. So first it starts off with oral. Uh -huh. So she's she's given him some some head. Some head. And, and then, then it's the same. Where, with her. Yeah. Where he does it to yep. her. Mm -hmm. And then they lay on the floor for some reason. Yep. During this phone conversation. Yep. <laughs> he starts gyrating on top of her. And she's like, Well, yes. he's working out. He's doing like sit-ups. But like the sit-ups, like his head is going into, into the her, yeah. screen where her lower half is. Yeah. So you, the image is put, you put it together in your brain, you know, and the yeah. same thing, like they do it where he's on top and he's doing push ups and she's just like laying there at the bottom of the, the screen. Yes. Receiving yes. these push ups. Yes. <laughs> yes. Ah, 
It was some beautiful editing there. Yeah. No, that was gorgeous. Yes. That is masterclass. Yes. Peter tries to act like Catch when the Vicky comes over, has the date, and then like Catch's apartment, which they're in, is all like set up and be like super high tech, 60s yeah. high tech. Yeah. With like things popping out of things and he doesn't know how to work it. So the apartment goes like fucking haywire. This reminded me of High Society. Ooh. Where the bar comes out of the wall. A lot of things reminded me of High Society. <laughs> and I thought like Renee Zellweger was like a better Grace Kelly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So we have this moment uh, because Ketch is using Peter's apartment for a date with Barbara. The dinner that he co- uh, that Peter cooked for Vicky. Yeah. Because what a legitimately amazing man. Yeah. Seriously. Props to Peter. Yeah. And so they're like looking out at the telescope and he does the line of like, I've never seen something so beautiful. You're not even looking through the telescope. He's like, I know. I love you. And then he's like, oh, wait, I'm not myself. Yeah. And then he's like, let's go to bed. And she's like, yeah. And he's like, great. I'll call you a cab. She's like, what? What? And then he's like, no, I mean, we're not going to do it. And then she's like, okay, well, then I guess we'll say goodbye. And he's like, what? goodbye she's like yeah if if i'm starting to have some feelings i don't want to do that i just i'm in it for the sex so if this isn't happening bye so then he kisses her and it's a it's a kiss it's a kiss that goes both ways a kiss Mm -hmm. a kissy kiss so she gives him one more chance a firework rocker after their kiss like she needs chocolate and he needs a bucket of ice yeah (laughs) when did you notice his walk his yes. like erection walk was amazing. Stiff walk. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> to get the ice and just dump it on himself. <laughs> he ice bucket challenged himself because he had a boner. And so then we got another <gasps> like wet oh, shirt. Oh god, view. Fuck yeah. And of his back. Yeah. Oh my god, his back looks so good. Sorry. <laughs> I need some ice and chocolate now. This is why we're not real movie critics. Yeah. <laughs> they would not let us. Because we would just like, uh, all of our review about like Thor movies would be like, and Chris Hemsworth was shirtless again. Mm-hmm. And his pectorals mm-hmm. were like the bomb. Mm-hmm. Guys, and like they pa- they could have panned up and down that shit and we would have loved it. Mm-hmm. Except for we wouldn't because that is, you know, sexualizing. Bad and bad pacing. <laughs> but... Also, it's sexualizing the the male form mm-hmm. and depersonifying them. Yeah. You shouldn't do that because that's mean. I like that's a person mean. with my muscles. Yeah, like <laughs> I want to see their face. Yeah, but also I want that shot in real life mm-hmm. from How to Train Your Dragon Two, where they showed <laughs> the the jiggle, the muscle jiggle of him releasing the, the John bu- Snow. Yeah. <laughs> I want the the jiggle, and then he can read me some poetry. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Because he knows things in that movie. Oh, yes. Okay, so Ketch goes back to his place where Peter is having this beatnik party. Like, he was out and then ran into these beatniks, but then the place got raided, so he said, come back to my place, which is really Ketch's place. Mm Mm-hmm. And so this um, woman comes up to Ketch, and she is, like, all naked except for wearing a beret. Because why not? Because they're beatniks, you know? And she says something about how his suit is like... He's going to be buried into it. Yeah, Madison Avenue is going to send yeah. him. And then he says, well, why don't you help me get out of it? Uh, he's led by Ty. Yep. 
to the bedroom. Could you imagine if he was only wearing that tie? Oh my gosh, shut up. I gotta finish this podcast. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> so then Barbara shows up to the party because uh, Vicky's also there and Vicky invited her. And Vicky knows that, like I said, Barbara is DTF, has been looking to get bangs. And she's just like, pick anybody here. It's all free loving happening right now. Beat yeah so barbara's just like okay i'm gonna go put my coat away she goes in the coat room where she goes oh there's people having sex here catch throws her coat and of course catch goes yes <laughs> but then oh no zip zip yeah he quickly assumes the identity of zip chases her down and um tells her that he was drugged and raped somebody yep somebody put that different sort of tobacco in his pipe and he didn't know what he was smoking then this is lsd trip baby yeah why wasn't he drugged then though barbara yeah barbara (laughs) i mean it doesn't matter because once we get to that bit we know that things happen yeah so then again barbara's like this is exactly why we have to stop doing what we're doing because we're having an argument about like being exclusive essentially yeah she's like that's not what I'm about. I'm a down with love girl. Damn it. Yeah. And so he says, I love you and let's have sex tomorrow then. <laughs> Gotta get this ruse uh, done quick. So she's like, okay. Okay. And then the publishing house fires Vicky. Because because their wives are angry at them. Their wives but then his mistress. His mistress as well. Yes. <laughs> Everybody's a down with love girl and the men are not happy because all the women are trying to get jobs and not having sex when the men tell them to. They're just having demands. Not taking care of my children. Trying to be their own people. What's up with that? Vicky getting fired kind of defeats her. Maybe I should just get married. Yeah. This fucking life is hard, man. I don't want to be a down with love girl anymore. I just want to be married. I want to make a baby. Yeah. And then um, Barbara says, I'm not a down with love girl either. I'm in love. Uh, what do we do? And then um, we get this really funny fourth wall break from Peter talking about how like he's having his big night it with uh, Vicky that night. And so Ketch is having his big night with Barbara. He's like, it's so crazy that it's all happening in one night. <laughs> I'm like, I love you. Yeah, because then it happens again mm-hmm. uh, on their dinner mm-hmm. where he's like, yeah, like I totally just switched apartments with the lead and like yeah. it all just happened. Like hijinks ensue. Yeah. Like it's a crazy sex romp. Yeah. <laughs> uh, brilliant. 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 Also, his nervous like chopstick action oh, was beautiful. Every scene David Hyde Pierce is in in this movie. Yes. Just every scene in this movie every, is yeah. pretty good. Everybody was every everything yeah everything had a purpose and i love when things have purpose yeah well especially when you use these like kind of like comical film techniques because a lot of times some of these film techniques are used just to fix a problem rather than have like a specific purpose yeah which i think we're used to Mm -hmm. and so when they actually do have a purpose it's like you've thought about this it's like brain explosion (laughs) yes orgasm yes But not because your brain has literally exploded out of your body. No. Oh, my God. Then it's the sexy getting ready song. It is the sexy getting ready song. (laughs) 
<laughs> I want to so bad mm-hmm. to cross cut it <gasps> with the sexy getting ready song. Just put the song underneath them getting ready. Yeah. Uh, yes. And then like and and Trent, I want to do the Trent sexy <gasps> getting ready song for oh, him God, too. I love Trent. <laughs> It's a sexy getting ready song. It's a sexy getting ready song. We're getting ready. We're getting ready. It's a sexy getting ready song. Yeah, she's in the bathtub and then she just does a dance uh, number with no oh my. like discernible reason why. I I said to Ashley, I'm like, this is 100% how I get ready. Like, she just gets out of the tub, puts her heels on. She's got her robe flowing and she's just twirling and dancing. And I was like, that's me. That's me. <laughs> I don't have a robe. I dance naked. Whoa. That's my sexy getting ready song. <laughs> sexy getting ready song. <laughs> oh, I loved it. I loved it so much. Peter and Vicky have their date, that nervous date that we yeah. were talking about. And Vicky's like, it's okay. I, I get it. I know what's happening. And he's like, you do? He's like, yeah, I know you're a homosexual. We can be married. Yeah, we can totally be married. That's I'll be fine. your beard. Yeah. And he's like, that's not what's happening. I don't know. I'm not nervous. I'm not that. I'm just, I'm guilty. I didn't say I was guilty. <laughs> I'm not and, guilty. Yeah. And that's what he said. I almost thought this was a sex comedy. No, 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 no. Yeah. Whole, that, sorry. We, I don't think we can do it justice. That, no. that scene is. It's like, a, you need to look it up on YouTube. The dialogue is great. Yeah. Where. He reveals to her what's going on with Catch and Barbara. Mm-hmm. Or is it Zip and Barbara? Someone. Someone and Barbara. Ewan <laughs> McGregor and Barbara. Yeah. So they are starting to get in the mood. And then he starts recording her. On the secret recorder that's yeah. right next to them. <laughs> the Nagra. And so like she says, I love you. And he keeps doing the funny thing of like, yes, Barbara Novak, you love me. We're going to get married, Barbara Novak. Yeah. And she says, yeah, I love you too much to have meaningless sex. Let's get married. Which is not what was in his plan. No. Because he just, his plan was to expose her and be like, see, she loves me and has feelings and has sex with me. And she's a woman. Yeah. And they're always wrong. Wrongness. (laughs) Meh. But then a flight attendant shows up and walks in and calls him Ketch. It's like telling him he's getting sloppy. Yeah. And so when she walks out and then Ketch thinks he's caught because he does the thing he does. I'm sorry. There's no Zip Martin. And she's like, I know. There's no Barbara Barbara Novak. Novak. And he's like, but what? Yeah. And so she like does the whole the, the monologue where she says, I was your secretary and I was in love with Catcher Block and all this and I planned all the scheme and I knew this. And she tells the whole plot of the movie. It's like, I knew you would do this and do this. I would do this. And, and you've just been beaten by your own game. And that will be confirmed when your private investigator calls you. And my real name is Nancy. Nancy Brown. Yeah. So then he kisses her and says, but you'll marry me, right? Won't you, Barbara? Nancy. Nancy. <laughs> And then the flight attendant comes back and she's just like, you are Barbara Novak. And then all of a sudden it's like the feminist revolution was real. Yeah. She's like, you inspired me. You're my hero. And then Nancy, Barbara, is like, well, we can't get married because I didn't mean to become Barbara Novak, but I am. Yeah. 
I can't do it because all these women need me, essentially. Which is pushing an idea that is kind of toxic. Yeah. But they resolve it. I think. They do. I think they do, too. But I do think that that has been a, a narrative, especially... I have felt it myself, like always feeling like, oh, yeah, I'm in this room with a bunch of guys. I am the female representative Mm -hmm. and I'm going to be the reason that they are going to have these ideas about what my whole gender Mm -hmm. deal with. And I'm like, please don't put that on me because I'm crazy. Other women are better Mm -hmm. than my crazy. Yeah, where were we? Oh, this is when Vicky comes over because after Peter told her, they all ran to his place and comes in and punches Catch. Which was amazing. Yeah. There's a lot of stuff. There's a, like so much stuff that happened here. Mm-hmm. But pretty much Nancy says, I don't want love and I don't want you. Catch says to Peter, I don't care about sex anymore. I just want to be married. <laughs> Which I thought was a fun line. He's the woman. Mm-hmm. So then... Catch and Peter have this conversation about like what he's going to do, how he's going to like win her back. And he's like, well, what if I do like a catcher block expose and I talk about like all the things how I've done, but it's really, a, you know, a love letter to her. Yeah. Peter's like, I don't know if that's going to work because and he opens and reveals that she's running her own magazine called Now, now. and she's done an expose on herself. <laughs> you lose the K. Yep. <laughs> So Vicky and Barbara, Nancy, are multimillionaires now. She does sometimes, I think, go by Barbara because she created Barbara. Yeah. She became Barbara. So at this new business, Barbara needs a secretary. So she's got all these applicants. And the first applicant on the list is Catcher. Catcher Block. And so he applies to be a secretary. And then we get this fucking fantastic wordplay of like, I know you know now, and now now you know, now I know. Yep. <laughs> it's amazing. Another scene you should look up. Really and, just watch this movie. Yeah. And then this whole, like, double entendre of, like, you wouldn't mind working under a woman. It's like, I am excited for the new position. <laughs> He's holding that chocolate bar. Yeah. And slowly opening it, too. Fuck. And then she just, like, slams down the <laughs> chocolate. She bites off a piece. <laughs> We are her. Yeah. <laughs> In that moment. Yeah. We are. He says he's a new man and then shows her his letter and that maybe perhaps that someday he'll get to be with the woman who's in between. Not quite the brunette, not quite the, the blonde. Yeah. The not quite somebody the woman Somebody that you've become. Yeah. The next iteration of her mm-hmm. out of the extremes. So he goes, walks, does a sad walk to the elevator, looks around. She's not following him. No, but he's like sad. He did this thing earlier in the movie where he Mm -hmm. counted to see like, oh, yeah, he knows exactly what her reaction is going to be. He can count down the seconds to when it happens. Mm -hmm. So he's counting down the seconds and he gets to 10. Yeah. And he's very sad. He's so sad. But then the elevator opens up. And there she is. There she is. She has magic elevator powers. Yep. She's Willy Wonka. Yes. She's like, not quite a blonde, not quite a brunette. And she rips off her turban. And, and she's a redhead. She's got red hair. <laughs> she can be whoever she wants to and be. And she goes, scooped you again. <laughs> and he's like, I knew you would. I knew you would. She's like, well, I knew that you would apply. Well, I knew that you knew. <laughs> I'm like, I knew that you knew and, and you knew that I knew. And you just love them. You love yeah. them forever. And like, take the elevator up to the roof. And then there's a helicopter waiting for them. A to NASA t- helicopter. Take them to Vegas. 
to get married because he can't let her go anymore. He must marry this instant. Yeah. Could have just gone to the courthouse, but yeah, whatever. Whatever. You can get married right away in Vegas. Yeah. And then post-credits, Vicky and Peter are calling one another at the same time. We were like concerned that it was another cushy situation. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. They're like, why won't you marry me? Okay, but I want to keep my job. Okay, deal. (gasps) They gonna get married. And then they look at each other through the split screen, and Mm -hmm. it's amazing. Yeah. And then we get the the, the song and dance number of their new book, Here's to Love. With a special cameo of Peyton Reed, I think. That's the movie. It's so good. Yeah. Okay, we're going to do a dramatic reading. We haven't done one in a long while. And we're going to be doing the scene where the catcher is talking about his socks to Peter and the secretary is eavesdropping. Ashley's going to be Peter. I'm going to be catcher. You ready? Yes. So what would you say is the average length for most men? How would I know? You think I spend all my time in the locker room at the club making comparative study? Let me see yours again then. We could measure. I'll get a ruler. Better make it a yardstick. Let's be accurate. Make sure you've got it fully extended. Have it up the whole way. It stays up all the way, all day long, man. That's the miracle I was telling you about. Better living through chemistry. You got 16 inches. 16 inches? How long does a man's hose have to be? That's 32 inches of confidence in every step. Don't forget, I've got two of them. Secretary faints. (laughs) And And scene. Oh, man, we rocked that. I'm very good, Ewan McGregor. You are a very good Ian McGregor. You have the confidence. Confidence of 32 inches. Bitch. Now what do we do? Oh, we rate this movie. I'm going to give this movie five half-naked Ewan McGregors. (sighs) He was half-naked a lot. Yes. Which is normally the woman. Again, I say. Subvert. Subvert everything. Mm -hmm. I am going to rate this movie five feathered heels. (gasps) Ooh. Right? Mm-hmm. Sexy getting ready, so... Vagina coats. <laughs> oh, vagina coats is good, too. <laughs> Sam had a good one. Sam's was five $6,000 telescopes. <laughs> that, that aren't yours to give, give away. away. <laughs> <laughs> Amazing. Okay. Wow. We haven't had a, a movie... five in a while. Yeah. A very long while. Like, a very, very, very long while. Yeah. Like, years while. Yeah. Wow. Peyton Reed just knows us. Yeah. Okay. So also we have a review, which I'm going to read. It's from Katie from Thank Fucking God It's Friday. Lady Pod Squad. Her review is five stars entitled, A Must Listen for Movie Fans. You're probably reading this because you like movies, right? (laughs) No, we're reading it because it's our podcast. (laughs) Well, let me tell you. So do Justine and Ashley. So much so that they actually work in the industry. That means they know what they're talking about and can give you a perspective that a lot of other film-related podcasts miss. Little things they mention can actually be extremely enlightening as to why a movie does or doesn't work, or why it's better or worse on rewatch. I love the way they talk about older movies, since nostalgia is one of my favorite things, and I don't tend to see many movies in theaters now. Thanks for making a podcast that I can listen to even when I'm behind the current times. Oh, that's that that's a that's paragraphs. That's <laughs> nice. That's so nice, Katie. She was at my birthday party. Oh, 
That's why she left me a review. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> you bought her cake. I see no, how it is. No. This is how we get our, our reviews, <laughs> actually. There's there's cake exchange involved. Actually, no, she left the review before my birthday. So oh, she left me a review, get you invited to a birthday party. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, thank you so very, very much. Okay, next time on the podcast, we were watching 2003's Something's Gotta Give, and I'm gonna hate it. <laughs> Is this uh, Jack Nicholson? Mm-hmm. Diane Keaton? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's Nancy Myers. Yeah. And I feel like I've been I've been hurt in the past. I do love Nancy Myers. I feel like this is going to be like an over 50s movie. Okay. So I feel like there is some promise. Well, thank you, listener, for listening to the Cutaways podcast. You are awesome for doing so. This podcast is completely supported by our patrons. Patrons. At patreon.com slash cutaways podcast. If you wish to support us monetarily, head on over there. We greatly appreciate it. It allows us to give back even more so to you, the fans. The fans. <laughs> we have a brand bank and new website. It's thecutaways.com. Everything is on there. Merch, our links to all of our podcast sites, our blog. It's crazy. Ashley tricked it out. Mad snaps to Ashley. Aww. <laughs> Sam helped. Sam helped a little. No. <laughs> Sam helped a lot. He's mad that I called myself the web designer <laughs> in the little RSS feed test. Uh, please let us know what you think of this episode on social media. You can shout us out at Twitter and Instagram and Facebook at Cutaways Podcast. And you can also join our Facebook group because it's super fun and we're doing BuzzFeed quizzes. <laughs> As is tradition. Yes. You know, we're talking about not just rom-coms, Buffy, Boy Meets World, and... It's a slumber party. Gilmore Girls. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, leave us a review and comments, and then we'll read them right here. Shout you out. Uh, and we greatly appreciate it because it helps other people find us. Yeah. You, again, listener, are amazing, and we love you, and I'm so happy because this movie was so good. Not that anybody listens to this podcast Yeah. All right. Well, thanks for joining the- Slumber party. Slumber party. We're going to go- In Ewan McGregor's pants. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Gonna go eat some chocolate. (laughs) In Ewan McGregor's pants. Woo. Yeah. (laughs) All right. Bye. I'm Ellen, and I'm scared we exist in the Matrix. I'm Jaslyn, and I'm bad at ad living. <laughs> and you're listening to High Expectations, the promo. For our international listeners, you can appreciate our cute New Zealand accents. For our local listeners, you might bump into us in the street three times in the same hour. Our podcast is about pop culture, sexuality, relationships, interesting hobbies, banter, and ragging on each other. You can find us on Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, Pocket Casts, Podcast Addict, or anywhere you might like to find podcasts. Yay! Please subscribe. <laughs>